Hello and welcome to Audio Biography, the podcast, where we talk about the music that changed your lives and ours. Uh, as always, uh, I've got my trusty co-host with me, Clint Robinev. What's up, Clint? Trusty. Trusty. Um, <laughs> not a word. Well, I guess maybe you could consider me trusty. I yeah. appreciate that. Maybe not 20 years ago, but... No. <laughs> oh, God, no. And we have a very, very special guest tonight. He's been on the podcast before. Uh, he's one of my favorite artists and somebody you may not know yet. He's been on the podcast, like I said. Uh, I hope you go back and find that one. Andrew Scotchy from Andrew Scotchy and the River Rats out of Asheville, North Carolina. What's up, Andrew? How we doing, guys? Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's this, this one's been like um, a long time coming even more so than the fact that you have a new album out but even before you released it what how long has it been a month month and a half it's been june 26 it came out and i yeah. think i i might have poked you like around like early july and just been like hey we need to catch up or maybe it was before that i don't know but yeah it's, we've been meaning yeah. to catch up for a while yeah we have and, and definitely want to talk about everyone everywhere that's going to be uh one of our big topics tonight and uh no, it's just, uh, it's cool. Clint's a new fan. Um, he's not been able to see you live yet. Uh, Clint, let me just give you a little moment to, I know that I've already introduced you guys, but you kind of talk about um, becoming a fan of Andrew. I think it's a cool story because it happened during the pandemic and you've not been able to go to a show. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, you know, Rich, Rich and I share a lot of, a lot of musical taste mm -hmm. so i mean even before this podcast most of the things we talked about would either be music sports beer rinse repeat <laughs> um and so uh i don't know how we got talking about one day rich you were just telling me um you know what i listened to the first episode so what i didn't know you know rich had done a podcast i just came and kind of stumbled onto it and so i started listening i said man i love the first episode and then i see the second episode which he interviewed you uh, over a year ago and i'm like i don't know who this dude is um when i tell the story i just refer to everyone as dude um, <laughs> dude one two and three <laughs> right <laughs> um and i i really enjoy first of all I thought the first interview uh, or you know, the first podcast with you, uh, Andrew and Rich was really good. And it immediately got me interested in your music, just you telling your story. And so I said, Hey, you know, um, I just started talking to Rich about like, what kind of style, what, what, uh, I'm just going to have to dive in. Hmm. And I did. And it was like, instant like where has this been what <laughs> is this style this is so awesome it is blending so many things that i love together and where i, I am sad that i'm just now you know coming across it but that's what happens with me yeah. typically something will come out a couple of years and somehow i discover it it doesn't matter music will find you right um so I just moved. I mean, I lived in Upper East Tennessee all my life, except for over a year ago. I'm 
my wife and I and family moved to Ohio. Um, my wife, uh, you know, quit her job to pursue a uh, doctorate degree in human nutrition. So at Ohio State. So that's why it brought us to Columbus. Um, and so I'm like, I was telling Rich the other day, I said, man, I miss live music. And I am so bummed Ooh, while I was there. I could not see Andrew live, but I have seen you live. I just wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> the live streams. Yeah. <laughs> it's the next best thing, man. <laughs> oh, I, I love the gray Eagle and the, um, and the orange pill shows, Andrew. I, it's just, thank you, brother. Yeah. You're very talented. You know, to me, you know, I like some bands that, that only sound good on an album and that's great because I, I can consume it that way but i just absolutely love musicians artists that just can kill it live mm-hmm. and dude you bring it and it's it's i i told rich the other day it's like this is the kind of music everybody needs to hear <laughs> if you if they love rock and roll but they like other stuff like the nuanced horns and just the, the bass and the drums the, the backbeat going on it doesn't it's just again like i said it's just like a mixture of all these different things i've just i fell in love with it man it's it's really great music that that means a lot thank you so much man that is that is one of the best compliments i've ever gotten thank you oh, you're welcome. <laughs> i appreciate that and i and trust me through all this uh stuff in the world and you know the art or the music industry being turned upside down it's you know support from new folks like yourself coming into our music family that, you know, it makes all the difference. So I, I thank you, man, really appreciate that. You're welcome. It's easy, man. Your your <laughs> stuff you're putting out is, is, it's really great. So uh, I just, I'm really excited to see uh, how you progress and I just wish you nothing but success. And I, I mean, I, to me, I was telling Rich, I was like, this is music you would hear of somebody that should be on the, I mean, we, I hope is on the verge of making a big break. Mm. Well, thank you. I really think you are an incredible guitar player, but it's not only just that it's the, it's the way that the songs are structured. You're, you're a great songwriter. Um, I have just fallen. I, I'm sorry. I'm geeking out right here, but just got, to, <laughs> just got to right now. Cause I, you, this is what you're supposed to do with great music. If you listen to any of the Beatles podcasts that we've done, that's just right. a geek out session for two hours. <laughs> that would totally be me too. <laughs> I'd be but right there with you. It's um, anyway, I, Rich, I'll shut up. You were going to talk about other stuff probably. <laughs> well, man, I, in a, in a world where we can't see people and like get to talk to people after shows because there are no shows or, you know, quote unquote normal shows, you know, to have people like yourself that are actually really listening. And, and the fact that you discovered the band of songs or, you know, all the, the whole package through listening to a story or actually, I mean, like that's, I don't want to say that's rare, but like so many people now are just like, they need the instant gratification. I mean, they, they find bands almost by just scrolling on Facebook. So whenever I get to meet and talk to people that have the respect for the story, not you know and not just the music or you know like and, and they can actually vocalize they can put into words how the music makes them feel um you know not not only just from the styles of the music but like how the lyrics hit them and everything like that 
that just gives me hope. <laughs> that gives me a lot of hope. Well, well, yeah, you, you, you give us and, and everybody that knows you even, um, even outside the music, you know, you're, you're, you're one of the people that I know that is always, uh, hopeful. And, uh, that just leads me right into the first thing, the newest thing, you know, I want you to talk just a little bit about, um, everyone everywhere, how this EP kind of came about. Um, uh, we've talked about this just, just you and I before. Uh, but I, you know, I, it, I, I, I know that, uh, one of the things that I've, I've said recently about this EP is I, because I know you and I go to your shows, it's, it's, it's been in the making for a while. And one yeah. of the things I love about it is how prophetic it ended up being in so many ways. And so I just, I just want to give you just some time to kind of talk about the EP, anything that you want to tell, um, you know, the folks that me and Clint know that don't know you yet, uh, you know, just how the ideas came about. And at some point, man, we can even, I'm, I'm cool to go through each song and do a little snippet. We'll, we'll just see where that goes. Sure. But yeah. I, I definitely, I know that you have, um, you have more love for these six songs than even we do because you wrote them and they came from your heart. So yeah, I'm just going to leave it for you for the next little bit here to kind of talk about, about your album. Well, I think there, there's, there's a lot of parts of the story um, that, that are special to me. I think have become special um, for the fans, but um, the thing that sticks out to me the most is how the themes on this album, themes of greed, corruption, love, loss, loneliness, all those things that you hear in the lyrics, um, you know, in, in the songs, it's, it, it's become this like serendipitous thing with the times. And that was absolutely not planned. Um, there was always a need, you know, in my mind to write songs that, that talk about topics like that, to, you know, that make, or that ask questions um, that we all find ourselves asking each other, you know, um, as everyday people. Um, I don't try to make songs too complicated. Um, I do like, you know, to have the occasional psychedelic freakouts and, you know, really fun, you know, audio tricks and effects in the studio. But I also like to be really real and raw. Um, you know, I like every, you know, I, I'll listen to everything from techno to, you know, uh, uh, Loretta Lynn. It just totally depends. Um, but the the thing that maybe one of the biggest things that, that makes this album really cool and weird <laughs> is um, the fact that it was recorded in two different parts. And um, I, I'll go ahead and poke fun at the fact that, yeah, it's just it's six songs, but we we chose um, the band and I chose these songs because we felt they represented a different side of the band or represented a different part of the band. And uh, stylistically, the songs are pretty different, even though they do have that common thread of some of those themes that I just mentioned. But half of it was recorded in 2019. Um, and for those who are curious about where it was recorded, it was recorded at the Eagle Room in Weaverville, North Carolina. Um, I live actually like a mile away from there now. Um, I've, I've been living here for about a year and I'm, I'm more or less born and raised here in Weaverville, Asheville area. And um, so in April of 2019, we cut Stepping Stone and uh, Nashville Romantic, which happened to be the, 
the, yeah. um, the, the, the first two singles. And um, the, the original plan was actually just to be like, hey, we're going to put out singles and see how that goes. Because, you know, like Family Dynamo, don't get me wrong, we got an amazing reception for it. And it opened up a lot of doors for us. But I feel um, it was put out not not like too quick but it was like it was put out almost all at once to where we didn't really get a chance to kind of tease and to kind of talk about the songs and to help tell you know tell the story but then again we were learning or i you know i was learning because i don't have, i don't pay anybody to run our social media it's all me you know like um i was learning how to tell a story you know um behind you know the screen and how to really effectively reveal new music and i'm trust me i'm still figuring it out and i don't think i'll ever have it 100 percent figured out but um you live and learn but yeah so those two songs were recorded stepping stone and natural romantic and we really those two songs in particular i think we spent the most the most time on those songs because um stepping stone we knew had a lot of potential we knew it was like nothing we'd ever recorded before um we felt like once that one came out it was gonna really just throw people for a loop and just be like wow here's how the last record sounded and we wanted to not necessarily outdo family dynamo but we wanted to show people with those two songs that we recorded that we could that we could go higher and we could take the influence from that record and do something different with it not try to recreate it not try to do something completely out of left field um but those two songs got done and it was weird because we went we went on and off the road um, during April and May. We'd like get done with a, a tour and we'd have a couple of days or a day or two off, and then we go in the studio. Which I, for for bands out there listening, I don't recommend doing that. <laughs> it's it's exhausting. I don't recommend um, recording while you're touring. I, I recommend that you record your ass off and then um, then then you go on tour. Don't don't try to do the both together. Um, can so, I be a um, can I be a jerk and interrupt you for like one no, second? No, please go ahead, man. Please. Jerk. Yeah, I'm a jerk. <laughs> what a dick. Yeah, no, see, this podcast is all about stories. So you mentioned recording those two songs in April of 2019. Yeah. So I actually have a great story on Hit step me. on Stepping Stone. I know you remember this. We were in Asheville. And we had gone to Hillman Brewery to say hello to Victoria. I think I and, know where you're going. Yes. And all of a sudden, you and the band roll up on the Lazoom tour bus. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get off, and I'm like, Andrew. And you're like, Richie. And then so, Whoa. yeah. So, yeah. So we uh, just like, totally out of the blue saw each other it was not planned and you had been in the studio that week don't know if you remember this part or not so we're having a beer together and you're like hey man i know this is just my phone speaker but we we did some stuff I played with you some of it you said we yeah. did some stuff with stepping stone this week and you already knew that i love that song because you were you guys were already i'd already heard you play it live and so yeah, so there was just, I don't, I think I told Clint that story. I think we talked about yeah. this on the podcast that is yet to be released. I was telling yeah. the story because it was just so cool because, yeah, here, the, here I all of a sudden run into my bud and he's been in the studio and they recorded this song that I've heard like once and kind of love. And you're like, yeah, you got to see what we did. We put some keys in there. I don't know if you can hear it, but it's because it's, and you were so worried we about were, it being we, just your phone speaker. 
yeah. And we're we're well, standing. You're self-conscious, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're we're standing there having a beer, and we're like, the, you know, we're like yeah. both like up against the speaker on the phone. And yeah. uh, anyway, I just before you got further into the album, while you were talking about that first part, I wanted to. Well, tell I have story. something to add to that. Actually, I want to I want to add to that and say that um, I remember playing Stepping Stone early. Uh, I want to say like late. I, it was probably like late 2017, early 2018, like before we even tracked the thing. Um, it was it was around the time the Dynamo came out, and um, I think it was yeah it was it was on the Family Dynamo tour. We were at the Willow Tree, and I think we had Stepping Stone. We had Stepping Stone in the set, and it was it was primitive compared to the way it, in, it ended up on the record. But I remember you came up to us and you're like, "Man, you've got to cut that song. You've you, yep. you've got like you're like that song's a hit. That's like your best song. You know, like like we're just going off on it. And whenever it came time to pick some of these songs, I mean, like we like we love that song too. But I remember Keith specifically saying. He's like, you know what I mean? Richie said, this is like really good song, man. You know, it's like, we got to- That was my birthday, remember? We, we got to record this one. That was oh, my birthday. I remember that birthday. <laughs> and, I, and, and I remember the, the, uh, the, that early incarnation of the song was quite a bit different, still recognizable, oh, yeah. but it was super psychedelic then. Like, yeah, it was a little dreamier for it sure. It was like uh, it was like an LSD dream almost. I mean, it, it was <laughs> yeah, it was. But that was on my birthday, and then we went across the street and sang Billy Joel and karaoke. We did shots and we sang <laughs> karaoke, and uh, yeah, yep, it but, was an interesting ride home. Let's just say that much. Yeah. But yes, I, I knew the first time I heard that song that I loved it, and. Anyway, well, we, uh, we we definitely remember you, you know, um, really being excited about that one and, and stuff like that really makes any band any any anytime a, an artist hears something like that, they take it very seriously. Um, so, you know, that one we knew that we had to go above and beyond on it. And that's that's why there's so many layers on it. And Lenny, you know, uh, the keys and synth and clavi and uh what else there was a uh, mellotron you know so there's like four different layers of keys you know like they yeah. they call lenny plenty lenny in the studio because if you're like all right lenny i need like we're gonna do like one more take he's like oh one more again one more again that's the thing so he'll, he'll say one more again one more again. and um yeah. those sessions were actually yeah I, I don't think i've ever spent um that amount of time on a song in the studio ever and i think oh. that matt williams who recorded the rest of the album i think that he would agree and say that we ended up spending the most time on that one. But, you know, I, I think it makes sense because we knew that that was the first song or one of the first songs that are going to come out because we actually fought over which song was going to come out first. Um, I wanted Natural Romantic to come out first and Keith and Eliza eventually outvoted me and or just didn't let me have my way that time. And <laughs> so we cut those in April and May and we did the Outer Banks tour. You know, I did a little stuff with Empire Strikes Brass on the road, which is a phenomenal band. I urge everyone to check out. Um, imagine Galactic and uh, New Orleans Street Funk had a baby um, and uh, uh, Aretha Franklin is fronting it. I don't know. Um, yeah. it's, there's, there's a lot of fun styles in there. Um, Debrisa and the whole crew that, um, that, that run the show, they're phenomenal people. But anyway, um, and then in July, you know, we did like uh, – uh, we did an acoustic tour August. We went back out West for a month and then um, we didn't really settle down until, or, you know, really get done playing until I want to say like early November. Um, I think we just did like one rat Sabbath show. And then it, you know, before we knew it, it was Thanksgiving and um, 
we we started to schedule the you know the, the next recording sessions because we're like all right we got to get the rest of the songs ready and you know in order to do that you schedule rehearsals and um you get together you know with the band and um, one thing that was really cool about these songs on this album um all of them uh matt was very involved not just in the engineering department or uh you know turning the knobs and mixing it and mastering it and making it sound presentable but he also came to the rehearsals and he was like hey try this try that and you know we would play things for him and be like hey matt we think that this is a pretty good part but we're not you know, we're not sold completely, you know, like, like, what do you think it's missing? Is it missing anything? So we really valued his opinion during rehearsals and, um, or I guess you would call it pre-production, you know, and, and we would record all these demos and, um, the title track, everyone everywhere, we actually recorded a demo for that, um, almost a little over a year ago, we recorded a demo for that. And, Another thing that makes this record special um, is we actually had, like, uh, we knew uh, we we're going to call that the title. Um, and we knew that that was going to be the name, um, or yeah, that was going to be the title track. And we already, I already had a theme in mind for the album cover um, that Josh Levy did. So it was, it was interesting in the way that, like, the music wasn't completely done, but, like, the, the idea and the concept and the artwork was already done by like the fall of 2019 but we just had to finish the music so we got into rehearsals with matt and um it wasn't necessarily easy picking the 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 rest of the songs but i i if i'm remembering correctly um i i really pushed for fear mongers i knew that i i wanted fear mongers on there because of the times and you know a lot of stuff we're experiencing in the country that was all bubbling up you know, in the fall of 2019, you know, um, people that have asked about the, the nature of the album, like, you know, it talks about stuff that's right now, you know, like part of me is also like, you know, that shit was going on too in 2019, you know, maybe it's just the fact that this pandemic has made people stop and really hold up a mirror or, you know, look at, you know, some of the things that are really messed up, you know, maybe we have more time to do that now. Um, maybe that's a positive thing. Maybe that's scary as hell. Maybe it's both, but, um, yeah, we, we ended up going back, um, and I think we had, like, we must have had, like, two rehearsal, or, I'm sorry, two different studio dates scheduled, and just something came up. I think Eliza got sick or had to go out of town, something like that, and, you know, uh, 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 another thing that's worth noting, like, we knew this was going to be Eliza's um, kind of, like, you know, so long um, with the band. We knew this was going to be her last um, hoorah you know as far as being in the studio with us and everything um but then again i also think we'll probably end up recording again together maybe just on a different project but anyway uh we we got we finally got our schedules right um i actually had my grandmother pass in early december um so that you know that obviously um stretched things out to where i spent you know part of that month in myrtle beach where uh, where my grandfather and her lived and um uh, that was a hard time, but it was also a really um, cleansing time. I think I found a new appreciation for life. I think I let go of a lot of bullshit. I let go of a lot of things that I had no control over. Um, I think I realized how lucky I was in a lot of ways, you know. Um, uh, yeah, there's, you know, I've, I've had my fair share of loss and tragedy, but I think after grandma and, you know, I, I'd never seen anybody um, die in front of me before. Um, so that was like this whole 
it was almost like a, just a brand new chapter of my life. Um, so whenever I did get back to Asheville and we did go back in the studio, um, there was just something really um, fresh and new. Um, I just had a really new perspective about things. And the song Human 2, the lyrics I actually wrote in the hotel room um, after her service um, in December of 2019. And I, I played with them a little bit and there's actually um, a couple different um, iterations of that song. There's actually like a Gary Clark-ish version of that song um, that, that has never been. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's funny how songs grow and it's funny how like mm. you, you have like an idea or you're like, you know, say you have a theme or you're like, hey, I want this to be the chorus, but you don't necessarily know what the hell you're going to do, you know, on your fretboard yet. So um, I'm going to interrupt you again. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, please. So, 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 so that song in particular, um, that's that's kind of like your uh, it's it's not a long suite but it's kind of like your paul mccartney suite because it's like kind of like three songs in one right it, yeah it's got a it's got a lot of different sections going on you know and it's it's got the light and the dark as you know as i've kind of described it in the past you know the light being that you know pre-chorus it almost has like that policey kind of vibe and uh, it's got that clean Stratocaster um, sound to it, almost Dire Straits, you know, kind of influenced. And then the uh, the verse is almost like, to me, it, it kind of sounds like a 90s alt song. I don't know. And, um, yeah. yeah. And in the end, you just have like the freak out, you know, um, <laughs> right. ev everything's falling apart kind of sound <laughs> swirling. Yeah. Like yeah, kind of like your your black your black Sabbath scream there in the yes, end. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Sabbath influence at the end. I think those Sabbath shows definitely rubbed off on on this recording process. <laughs> um, not not just on that song, but also Stepping Stone. You know, like Stepping Stone has that outro that you know, uh, to me, definitely has some Sabbath influence. And you know, Keith Keith wrote that, and um, that's another thing with this record. Uh, Keith wrote half the music for the title track, Everyone Everywhere. And he wrote 30% uh, of Stepping Stone, the, um, the outro. So that, that was the first time that we had, um, I, uh, well, it wasn't the first time I had taken him music and been like, I don't know what to do with this. You know, like, like, can you help me? But it was the first time that we'd actually like completed something together and, um, you know, like shared writing credits um, on it, which was really cool. But yeah, we went back in early 2020 and um, Funny Money, you know, uh, it's an interesting fact about that one. That was actually a song that I wrote in 2014, 15, something like that. It's It's been a while and it didn't, you know, get recorded until this year. So, um, and I, I always liked it. I always liked the song and um, we played it out a couple of times, but for the most part, it never was in our set list live. and. I don't even think we'd ever had any demos or anything like that of it. And I remember we had one of the last pre-production slash rehearsals. And I, I remember thinking like, you know, we, we love funk. We love that, you know, dirty, just fun, upbeat funk energy. And I feel like that's kind of been a calling card of this band and something that people associate with the band. So I was like, we got to have one song. Yeah. On on this record that has that just shake your ass, have a good time kind of feel, you know. Um 
And I, I remember, uh, I was like, Eliza, remember this one? She's like, Oh yeah, I remember that. And, uh, Keith was like, yeah, I think I remember that. So like, we kind of dusted it off and, um, what we did was we just made the dynamics better than they, you know, than they, than they were. Like we had a lot of, you know, drops and, um, a lot of rising and falling dynamics and, you know, key space solo and, you know, stuff like that. We added in and, um, Eliza, you know, if you listen to what she did on the verses, you know, each time those breaks are in there, um, it's a different, you know, drum style or it's a di different beat that she's playing. Um, and Matt was instrumental in that. Um, but yeah, you know, fear mongers and everyone everywhere was definitely, um, like I knew that those were going to get recorded, but human two and funny money. If you'd asked me this time last year, I, I wouldn't have predicted that those would end up on there probably because human two had been written yet, but <laughs> well, I love all, I love yeah. all the, I love all the songs, but most especially I'm so glad that human two did get recorded. I think, uh, me too, I, man. That was a yeah, healing, yeah, therapeutic I, song. Yeah, and I think I—I I don't know if I texted you or I might have put it on Facebook. I might have put it on the um, the the fan page. But uh, for like a week straight, every morning, every morning, <laughs> okay, every morning when I wake up, there's a song in my head. That's just the yeah. way my brain works, right? I, I, I totally get that. Yeah, if I get I a totally song get in it. my head, then um, I, I may not hear it the previous day at all but I'll wake yeah. up in the morning and it's in my head and for like it uh, for a whole week. And it was yeah. only like a month ago or less human two was the one that it, that finally, just, it finally went away. Damn it. <laughs> it just ended up in my head. No, I was fine to wake up with it. I mean, <laughs> well, thanks. I, I will say this, the, all the songs that I wake up with in my head in the morning, I do like. So, yeah. but uh, no, I'm yeah. To hear you say that, it's it's if you'd asked you if it would be on yeah. on this record it was uh, just you'd so have said new. no yeah yeah we uh, had no a, I, you know we had no idea the way it would grow and like the the end the end section everything i mean we'd only played that song live uh actually never we'd never played that song live no so, i never i never heard it and yeah we've, we've you know we we've see it especially if it's local we see almost every show if yeah. not every other we don't oh yeah you guys that's, are amazing man that's why i know Thank a you. lot of these songs before you ever record them and then it's kind of fun to see what you end up doing with them yeah uh in the studio and then you bring that back to the stage and so like everything's always fresh and the one thing i'll say about this 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 record um and i know it's an ep it's six songs which makes it your magical mystery tour by the way oh because yeah, so the original totally. Magical Mystery Tour, me and Clint just recorded an episode on the Beatles Magical Mystery Tour in uh, in Great Britain in the UK. It was a six song EP. Wow. When it made its way over here, Capitol Records, you know, they're like, no, we don't do EPs. We do LPs. We need more. Yeah. So one side was the EP. The other side is... Uh, the other side's pretty great because it was 1967, and so they put the singles on there. So you had right. Strawberry Fields and Penny Lane and that stuff. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, I think there's a lot to be said for a, an EP, especially if you get to six songs, which kind of makes it like I think they call it like a, a, a double EP, an extra EP, or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, and you telling us the story of this year-long journey with these songs and actually now we know with one of them 
even more, you know, like years, because one of them goes, you said, goes all the way back to 2015, 14. Um, The quality, the quality here, it's, it's, you know, there are a lot of bands that I love out there that will give me a 12 song LP and it's just because they're trying to fill out a, you know, they're trying to fill out a CD these days or right, in, right, right. in the old days, trying to fill out a vinyl record. And you never, and, and that even happened to the great Paul McCartney on some of his albums. There were some songs mm-hmm. that ended up there that they just needed to fill a record out and they picked the wrong ones. I think so, that's a common thing for sure with a lot of, a lot of people. And yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm all about quality over quantity. And sure. that's yeah, that's definitely something I love about 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 this record is that all six songs are, um, I mean they're they're, they're obviously well written, well played. It's cool to hear. You know, I know Matt did an amazing job uh, in the studio with you guys, but he, he sure did. He's a good dude, man. Yeah, he's, he's got such a good ear. This but these these six songs for me. Um, make me feel alive in all the different ways that you can feel alive. And that's what music ought to do. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're not here to be critics or anything. I mean, we're just a bunch of buds that love music. So I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass or anything, but the, the journey that these, these six songs give us is it's, it's just, it's amazing to me that, anyone out there, whether it's you or somebody else. Um, I play guitar. I'm, I've, I've written some songs, but I'm, I'm not as artistic in that way as I wish that I was. So I'm always amazed about artists um, and from everything the the, you know, I've got it, I've got it right here from the cover art to the songs, to what you then do and take them live it's uh it's it's art and i i appreciate it i appreciate the way that it makes me feel and like when i'm at your shows and i'm having a beer and i'm excited and and all that but i also appreciate that uh actually you know i've got two copies and this is this one's still sealed i haven't even opened this one (laughs) the other copy is in my car and it's in my my disc changer and i listened i've listened to it I mean, it's been out a month and a half and, you know, it's, it, I think right now it's, it's in my CD changer with some Kings X albums. I don't know if you know who they are, but. Uh, rings a bell. Yeah. So there, it, it's in there and, and that's just, you know, if I'm, if, if, if I'm not listening to a, um, an audio book or a podcast, I'm listening to you and that stuff, but it's, it's, uh, just well done. Thank I mean, you. well, thank you, know, you so much. Well done. And I, 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 you know, same thing to Keith and Eliza and, um, it, it's just very, very well done. And I love to hear how it came about. So thank you for that. Clint, Absolutely. I'll, give you, Clint I'll give you like a couple of minutes. I want you to kind of talk about, I think, you know, you had already heard Andrew before you got this album, but just, just, you know, give us a quick, quick and dirty, like I just did how this album um, made you feel because this, this podcast is about stories. So tell this, tell your story on this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was trying to think about what it is that I heard first. 
And I don't know if I just uh, looked him up, looked you up on Spotify and, and heard a few songs that way, but, um, or maybe it was, maybe I actually uh, looked on YouTube first, maybe that'd been the first content um, that I encountered. Um, it, you know what it was because you had, you had done a music video for uh, natural romantic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I saw that and I'm like, Oh yeah, I like this. Um, and I don't remember, I don't remember if I heard stepping stone. It, I think maybe the first time I heard that was when I got the CD. Um, and I remember, I can tell you with that was the song that hooked me. Um, the intro is yeah you mentioned psychedelic it's got a touch of that but it's just it kind of starts out that but then it just starts ramping up into something else and builds up and just launches into the song uh i love how you did that and thank you you know that was actually all done in the studio we, we actually had not done that live before that was um uh, that was Matt's um, suggestion. We were trying to figure out how to start the song and we went through several different versions of it. And that's what we landed on eventually. Well, that's cool. It has to be such a fun process. When you, you come into the studio to record and you've got one idea of how the song should start. Mm -hmm. And then you have somebody that you really work well with who understands how to get the most out of you and your bandmates and was able to do that that's that's really cool and so I, that's a that's a good story um because i think what came out of that is just um i, I think it was a perfect way to start the song um yeah human 2 is one of is one of my favorites also i, I mean i like all these songs I, I really do um thank you natural romantic you know that i, I think that was the first song i heard um very catchy um we went we we tried to go pop pop as possible on that yeah. one. <laughs> it's a great hook i, I mean the, it the, is yeah the whole, the whole record has lots of great hooks i mean it's... well i love pop music man i love i mean like obviously i love the beatles um yeah i i love the uh the band called the knack oh, oh yeah. the knack oh, yeah. yeah like get the knack that album <laughs> That's one of the greatest albums of all time. And that's like a whole podcast in itself. But yeah, <laughs> man, I, agree. I grew I up listening to like really concise, you know, pop rock almost to, to where like, you know, if I ever get the chance to write a pop song, this is like kind of fun and even verges into a little, you know, bubblegum ish area. I don't, I don't care. I like it. You know, <laughs> that's okay. I love pop music. Do you like, I have a question for you. Yeah. Rabbit trail. Uh, do you listen to Matthew Sweet? Matthew Sweet. I can't say I've ever heard of him. Okay. Uh, I don't want to go back in my day. One of those. Let me talks. write that down. <laughs> but he is mid 90s, uh, early 90s, mid 90s. He had a, uh, I guess uh, his hits were Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Yeah. Um, Sick of Myself. He had an album that I just fell in love with in mid 90s called 100% Fun. Mm -hmm. um, when you talked about rock but pop and, mm -hmm. and sometimes you can go into the bubblegum pop or whatever that, to me that's matthew sweet but he he's a really good guitar player but he he just constructed really good pop songs 
Right. And I would think that it's almost like, even though you're not aware of his music, it's almost like there's some of that in there in, in your, in your stuff where it's catchy, but it rocks. I, I've got an idea on that. I think that music begets music and that continues to roll down the line. Even if you've not heard something, you hear someone, Absolutely. you hear someone else who has been inspired by it or, 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 you know, just whatever uh, they, they, they get it from their parents. They get it from their, you know, somebody, their, their brother or their sister or we're all sponges, man. Music begets music. So you like, you, you don't have to hear an artist to eventually be influenced by them. I like, I like that you brought up Matthew sweet because, because um, this will make you feel better possibly Andrew about writing a bubblegum pop song. Uh, you know, Matthew sweet was, uh, is, was whatever, a great artist and um, you know, pop can be great, right? It can be, oh, hell yeah. it can be, it can be as good as uh, anything critically acclaimed um, in its own right. It's still a form of art. And I'm full of myself right now because I think I told Andrew before we got on, I'm reading How Music Works by David Byrne. And you mm. would think that David Byrne from Talking Heads would be a super music snob, and he is not at all. Uh, he appreciates it all, even even a great pop song. And mm. um no, nah, man, I can't wait for you to write your first bubblegum pop song, dude. Be... <laughs> well, I, just, <laughs> I, just, I, I, I noticed at an early age, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm still reminded every time I find an artist that I'm like, God, I cannot get that song out of my head. Or, you know, they have a guitar line. I mean, it, 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 that's what it can be. It could be a guitar line. It could be a really great drum fill. And I think that there's so much um, that goes into a good pop rock or pop song, whatever you want to call it. To where people remember that they remember little gems in the song and like oh i remember you know, like how the tambourine hit on this one spot it had like that amount of reverb in it it just felt really cool and right um you well, know I mean, I, I, yeah exactly uh, you know everybody thinks that uh punk rock is this, the most subversive thing right and like like there's punk rock now that doesn't sound like it did when it was you know the sex pistols and the clash and all those all those folks in the late 70s pop music can be way more subversive yeah. because, because it sneaks up on you. It's mm -hmm. fun and it's, and it's, and it's, it's happy and it's light. And, but all the, all the while those lyrics are burrowing into people's heads and the lyrics yeah. really mean something. I think, I think that people are appreciating fusion. And when I say fusion, I mean, you know, genre bending bands or genre like bending artists. Like you. <laughs> yeah. Like you are. I, I, I would like to think that we do that, you know, you do. Yeah, uh, definitely. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> and it, it, it's something that, you know, like it, it almost comes out of necessity, I think for the artist um, at, at some point, because, you know, you, you, you got to think like, and unless you're, uh, uh, I don't know, like a major, you know, selling out stadiums kind of band you don't want your show to be the same exact same thing every night like for like a really major huge band i think it's more or less they've got their set list written in advance like a couple either a couple days maybe a couple weeks you know and they rehearse you know almost everything to the t but i think that we like the spontaneity and i've always appreciated the spontaneity in music and um, i think that listeners you know music fans or advocates whatever you want to call them 
um, people have heard so much over the past, you know, uh, even just the past couple decades that, you know, um, people have to bend genres. People have to combine different things almost to keep people's interest and to be able to get a message across. And, yeah. um, I think it was what John, John Lennon might've said, like everything's been done or what, you know, like, yes. All, yeah. like, all, like all music has been, you know, created or like, we're all just trying to play a version of it that makes sense to us. Or, you know, like there's, there's, I, I'm, I'm sure I just completely fucked that up, but <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, we got he, this. you're good. He, no, he actually, he actually did say that. And it's actually very true. I mean, he, he was self-aware and he knew yeah. that a lot of what he loved was coming through his music. But you gave me a really good segue to the next the, the next portion of this, talking about playing live, because that's a yeah. huge, huge part of you and and what you do. And so now we're in this pandemic. And so yeah. so there, there there aren't live shows with with fans and 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 all of those things. Um, and we're not even going to dwell on what's terrible about that. Like we all, we, we all, all know. we all love music <laughs> and we all know how terrible that is. <laughs> so there's a couple of things that I would like for you to talk yeah. about. And, and one is, you know, tell us a couple of good things that have come out of this as far as, um, whether it's your personal growth, your songwriting, I it doesn't matter. I don't want to put things into your head, but like, just a yeah, couple of yeah, just a yeah. couple of good things because we want to be positive, and then I want you to I I want you to end this section with telling people what they can do uh, as consumers and fans and lovers of music to help. You're Glad very yeah. you're very vocal on that on Facebook, and I try to share all those posts that you put out there, and um, I, I try to give to. Um, you know, to save venues and things like that. And, and, you know, we all want to support you. So, so yeah, tell us like some good stuff that's going on right now in the pandemic and then also what people can do. Um, well, I think, I think the biggest thing that I, you know, and we were, we were kind of talking about this earlier before we, before we jumped on with Clint. Um, I think, I, I think it's important for um, artists or just humans in general right now to not, you know, dwell on the past and uh and you know facebook memories isn't too helpful with that you know like guess what you were doing last year <laughs> so uh thanks facebook yeah. um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dear facebook stop with your facebook memories yes thank you um i think it's important obviously not to dwell on that and to think you know or not to get stuck in a mindset of like oh it used to be so great you know like we're just we're we're making a new life you know we're we're adapting with strong people you know bigger things have been done before our ancestors have overcome bigger things um or at least i would like to think so and um you know i think there was a big uh everybody i think had a different uh perception of what was gonna happen like i remember in april people you know like oh july we're gonna yeah bands will go back on tour and everything will just be totally fine um so i think early on you know it it, it was important to um for me as an artist and as a human was to um catch up with time with my family um first and foremost i remember specifically in April having like a couple of days in a row where I just like lived at my mom's house. <laughs> and, um, I think I just lost you on audio actually. 
Yeah, I lost you. Shoot. Oh, oh no, no, no. I hear you. You're good. Oh, you're good. Okay, cool. I, I, I just yeah, wanted I'm just, to make sure that I didn't. I'm just okay, muting. I'm, I'm only, I, I unmute to be a jerk and I just, I try to mute story. and let you tell your, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry, man. Um, cause otherwise I'd just be like, Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. That makes, that makes yeah, man. sense. Cause I'm, you want me, I'm to, you want me to start at the top of that section that I just like totally ruined? <laughs> no. Oh no, we're leaving. We're leaving all this. This is creamy. Oh, you're real. good. This is uh, no. This is organic. This is real. Sometimes when you buy organic produce, sometimes you might not get. You know, it might not be perfect. Yeah, yeah. that, that yeah. needs to be y'all's catchphrase. One or one hundred percent certified organic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I'm, I'd be too bad to interrupt you, but no, that's cool. Yeah, keep going. Like, uh, okay, the, the, yeah, the, sorry. Like, no, like the uh, the family angle because I know that's what I've done too. Oh yeah. Um, that was one of the first things that I really, um, uh, that was a, a, a lifeline in all of this. You know, I remember in, in, in April, I had a couple of days where I just would just go to my mom's house and we grill. Um, I actually did a music video at my mom's house. Um, I think it's one of my favorite memories of this whole entire um, shit show <laughs> is um, spending a couple of days at my mom's house and one afternoon, uh, I, I remember thinking, oh man, it'd be funny as hell if I made a music video for Never Alone, um, which is off of Family Dynamo. For those that are listening, you can check that out. It's uh, the album from 2018. But um, the song just made so much sense, you know, almost like, you know, it was, it was really humorous almost. And so I, I had this mannequin head and I thought it'd be funny if I, I went around with this mannequin who we've actually taken on tour before. And um, her name is Ash and she came from Columbia, South Carolina. Um, but I took Ash around the property and we did things, you know, like it was like a day in the life of Andrew and Ash. And so I have this memory of me and my mom drinking White Claws and um, just her helping me make this music video that I made on my phone. And like, I'm, I'm like smiling and getting all touchy feely right now because I've never gotten to do anything like that with my mom before. And like, you know, it, that like there, there was something positive almost immediately you know and like i tried to recognize moments like that really early on and um you know obviously um just like with any other band april may june july august september man that's when you're cranking it out that's when you're on the road off the road on the road off the road so i i, I missed out actually on a lot of time with my little brother uh william who's turning 20 uh this september I missed out on a lot of time with him, uh, you know, um, whenever he was a kid. And my, my dad passed when I was 15, you know, and, and William, my youngest brother, was just 17, or I'm sorry, seven. He was just seven years old. So, um, you know, I was there with him, you know, like as he kind of got to be a teenager. But, like, I missed out on a couple summers, you know, especially the summertime, you know, like those, like, family cookouts and birthdays and stuff like that. I, I, I I, I was doing, you know, important things, but I, I definitely, uh, I, I got to catch up on stuff this, this summer, um, and family get togethers, trips, whatever. Um, just getting to know my little brothers even more. Um, so that, that was a huge important part of my life, you know, immediately. And I recognized that that was really powerful. Um, I, I, I remember thinking um, like, Hey, our social media has got to be really um, inclusive and um, it's got to really keep people together and, you know, promote 
happiness and unity and can't just be like hey fuck the world everything's falling apart um because that's just not um really helpful for anybody and that just puts you in a downward spiral and i'll say it's it's not who you are either <laughs> oh man you know every now and then i can go there but i i, I I'm, I'm happy to say most of the time i'm not there <laughs> yeah, uh clint and yeah, i are very similar in that way we're very similar so you don't have to apologize for that but no yeah are, i mean like every you are every somebody that, 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 that keeps you keep it together i mean you call your fans your family like i don't and know they are they are i don't man. i don't know very many artists that constantly push the idea of their fans being their family and well, now, you know, speaking of your po- social media that's you know that you started the uh the family group right that's the, it yeah and you didn't call it the fan group it's it's the family right it's so yeah cool. i always try to use that word fan lightly um you know like and in like some interviews you know it's like it, it feels more appropriate to say like our fans you know and like i i don't know i think um i try to be as personable as, po- as possible with our with with people that like our music because i i would want that out yeah. of an artist I, I i remember uh starting this band when i was a teenager and being that kid that would go up to trombone shorty's guitar player and be like hey can you listen to our demo and him just being like <laughs> oh trombone you know shorty. so like i i remember um I, I don't even remember the guy's name, but <laughs> I remember just feeling, yeah, I'm not going to call him that. I remember, That's so I remember great. feeling so bad and just like, oh my God, I never, I never want to do that. Um, so I, I, you know, and I, after what's happened, um, you know, in my life in the past 10 years, almost, almost, I'm sorry, almost 12 years and my dad's been gone. I've had a couple hard lessons of who is real and who is plastic. Um, and, uh, with that being said, you know, the, the people that I call my music family, they're not, they're not bad people. They're good people. They're very good people. And, um, uh, they're not perfect. No one's perfect. Um, No, but but, I I can vouch. I have made so many friends. Yeah. And like everyone through, through, through your band. And I love seeing that, you know, like, like seeing, you know, uh, like, uh, like Chris, you know, like, like, I, I feel like you and Chris have, have a lot in common in the fact that you guys like reach out to the other people and like, you know, have conversations with the other folks to where like, it feels like you've known each other for a while. And yeah, um, I've always, you know, that's always been kind of the center of, uh, of the music and the message. I think that, you know, sense of unity and family, I, I knew I needed to push that. Um, as much as possible on social media, but I also had to keep it very real um, when it came to telling the story of the album. And we had actually planned on putting the album out in a, April? No, May 7th. We were going to put it out May 7th. And obviously, um, you know, April got wiped out and all that. But Because um, I'm sure you had big plans for touring it. Oh, yeah. We had, we had all these dates booked. Um, we had some dates booked in Florida that I was really excited about places I've never been, um, as an adult at least. And, um, yeah, just some really fun new venues, you know, uh, we are going to go to Merle Fest and all that stuff, but long story short, you know, having that extra time, believe it or not, um, basically having the option of saying, Hey, when do we want to release this now? You know, like, like when is the right time? Do we wait until October? when we think things might be better. I mean, just like, it was so hard to tell, like, how do you, how the, 
like how, how how do you know you know and there's so many different guidelines in each state you're like oh well, this state may be okay this city may be okay but like that doesn't mean that we should go do it you know and um i've always you know like safety's always been number one priority with us but um i remember thinking like uh well hey maybe a little bit more time to really put this thing together and believe it or not having that extra time made it possible for me to bring in um our publicist danielle who's done some tour press for us in the past um, whenever we went out west but she came on and made the reception 10 times better than what it normally would have been and fun fact the song fear mongers um i actually didn't know that i needed a license to use charlie chaplin's voice until um around the time that we were going to put the album out and i that was one of the reasons we did not put it out is because i had to i had to obtain the license first or get the license from paris first and so a positive thing is having that time you know and like not having to get in and out of the car and or in and out of the van and do that whole thing and um having more time to like really kind of uh think about the release process um and then balancing that with family uh in may i, I went outside a good bit you know and uh, I've, I've definitely you know try to do that each week um i think that's important for anybody but yeah, family, nature, water, you know, I love jumping in a clean river, you know, um, surprise, surprise. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. Oh, <laughs> Who speak, so speak a little bit more about the Charlie Chaplin sample because something yeah. super awesome just happened. Man, it, it did. And I'm just like, part of me is just so relieved that it, that, that it went that way. Um, so I'm trying to remember exactly when it was, um, uh, yeah, it was it was the month of May. It was after we had decided that we, we had to push the release date back. I was curious and I had a little extra time on my hands. Um, so I was I was looking up the movie that we sampled, which is The Great Dictator from 1940. Um, it uh, it features that speech. So the speech is at the end of the movie and uh, Chaplin's character is basically telling these soldiers like, hey, I don't want to be a dictator. I don't want to be a ruler. I don't want to be this, you know, God that you've painted me out to be um, because of A, B, and C reasons why. Um, I urge everybody, especially now, to watch it because um, it, it lines up just insanely well with the times. But um, we grabbed that sample in the studio because I, I had just watched the speech like a couple weeks before that. And I, I had just kind of remembered how much I loved it. And I thought that with the song fear mongers, I was like, it'd be cool if someone else was the narrator, you know, before I came in. Um, and I thought that could kind of match up with the theme and concept of the album. And we listened to the speech and me and Matt are in the studio going like, Oh yeah. Like, Oh, that's perfect right here, right here. And, and really we, we took the audio, we didn't manipulate it, but maybe a little bit, meaning, we scooted a couple things forward or moved a couple things back. But for the most part, what people are hearing is the exact order in which it was performed in the movie, which is a um, fun fact. It's actually a uh, uh, improv um, speech. Like it was not scripted, which makes it to me even more powerful. But um, so it was the month of May, I found out that the song or the song the uh, movie is 100 percent copyrighted <laughs> like all rights reserved don't use our stuff you know um uh, especially if you intend on putting it out in the public domain um so i remember calling 
God knows how many people in the music industry and just being like, what do I do? And, um, I, I remember a few people saying, uh, find out who owns it, you know, obviously find out who owns it and get the permission. And I remember a few people saying, Oh man, just, you know, sample it. And if they come after you, you know, and they, they, they tell you that you needed a license or you get in trouble, you can just, you can just be like, Oh, well, that means we made it. And we're like successful. And I was like, no, I'm not going to use that mentality. (laughs) (laughs) And I won't, I won't mention who said that, but um, yeah, it was, but I, 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 I kind of get that world. That's, that's, that honestly, I think is more of like the hip hop background, you know, like a sampler, like, Oh man, they, they, they caught us. We made it, you know, we're, you know, but I, I, I believe in honoring past art and paying tribute to people and the song just would not be the same without them. And so long story short, I found out that there's the Charlie Chaplin office in Paris and um, I reached out and uh, I think I called, initially and um i i wasn't sure you know if they were going to speak english right off but you know sure enough they did and um arnold the the fantastic fellow who i've communicated with god i don't even know how many emails we had back and forth (laughs) he was probably sick of me after a while but um i basically i i learned what it takes and what the right thing to do is whenever you sample something from a well-known very famous movie um and especially a speech like that um you get you get a license um so i did that and um i got schooled on the whole matter you know um i had every aspect of it um looked over you know by people i trusted and everything like that and i remember at one point being like oh man this is just a lot of work and like i have I, I hope this is going to be worth it. You know, I hope this is going to be worth it. And, um, you know, we have a version of the song without, um, without Charlie Chaplin's voice. And I remember thinking like, I'm just going to put out the song without it. And then I was like, no, I, I know for a fact that, you know, my great grandkids, you know, will like appreciate the history of this song, not just, you know, the message of the song, but, but the fact that there's a historical speech from a well-known, famous, just versatile actor. I mean, he is just one of the greatest actors of all time. Um, just his facial, uh, his oh, yeah. facial expressions alone. I'm just like, oh my gosh. But um, <laughs> and it was cool because I got to I, I got to learn more about Charlie Chaplin through all this. And um, yeah, his office, um, you know, really educated me, and um, was was they, they were pretty patient. Uh, with me this was the first time i had ever done it and i had a lot of questions <laughs> i had a lot of questions and i reviewed a lot of stuff i wanted to make sure i was making all the right decisions and everything and um yeah so we we got that wrapped up or i got that wrapped up and i remember that was a huge load off and i think that got done just a couple weeks before the album came out and um it's been this really cool thing you know i'm glad i went about it the right way because i mean in my mind that's the only way that's the only way to do it um, if I had done something like Chaplin did with that movie and, you know, his estate, his kids, you know, decades later, you know, uh, hear an artist that like took the music or took, you know, an audio sample and didn't give them credit and, or didn't even tell them, you know, like I would be just like, I'd, I'd be angry. Yeah. I'd be like, that's not cool. You know, like your, your piece of art is not the same without our piece of art. So, um, 
I, I have a song registered with someone that is no longer on this earth. You know, it's, it's really um, bizarre and beautiful. And um, it's cool because, you know, his office, it's not this giant, you know, corporation. It's this small, I mean, like, like they literally said, we're a small office with a couple people and it's his family more or less, mm -hmm. you know, like it's his family. And um, yeah, it was, it was a really educating experience. And I remember when I got done, whenever that agreement got done and um, everything was official, I remember feeling really proud and just knowing that like, I, I didn't take the easy way out. And um, I'm thankful for them um, because they just recently put it on a playlist with um, like 54 other artists or something like that, because the anniversary of the film is coming up in October of this year. And it's going to be 80 years old, um, which is wild. Um, Amazing. Yeah, man, 80 years old, and they created this playlist to celebrate, you know, obviously the anniversary, but also to highlight some of the artists that have used his samples, and they made this playlist, and I think I had reached out and been like, hey, you know, the album's been out for like a month, and, you know, people really dig the song, I was wondering if you could share it on, you know, your social media, because they, you know, they have a lot of dedicated followers, you know, be this decades, decades, generations upon generations of fans, um, that, you know, realize the change, um, like, like the way the chaplain changed the world. But um, they sent me an email back and they said, hey, uh, we added the track to this playlist. You know, we're going we're, we're gonna to publicize it a little bit, you know, like we're going to actually do like a campaign or something behind it in like October. But um, it's public right now. You know, you can share it if you want. And we looked on there. I, I looked on there and I didn't realize it, but like Coldplay, um, Paolo Nutini, and Stephen Marley were the first three and then fear mongers was the fourth one. And I just remember freaking out and just be like, <laughs> Oh my God, <laughs> just so happy. And, um, you know, it, like the playlist, it hasn't blown up or gone through the roof yet by any means because it hasn't been shared right. by, you know, by the, by the curator, um, which is a huge factor. But, um, I just, I just remember being like, Oh my God, I'm so glad that I went through that grueling month of communication and I stayed with it, you know? And, and honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for it because it gave me a lot of purpose. Um, gave me a lot of purpose and it gave me a mission yeah. and, um, I'm just really happy and thankful that they added it to that playlist. And I have no idea really what this October is going to look like as far as if I'm going to be doing private shows, if I'm going to be doing um, just live streams or if like drive-in shows will be possible. I don't know, but I do know that like having that anniversary come up and, you know, getting to be part of that is just like that, that means the world to me. Yeah, so, no, that's, yeah, that's I am amazing. So incredibly thankful really for them. Cool story. Yeah, Thanks, your hard man. your hard work did pay off, obviously, because that's that's a, it's a cool cool Spotify list to be on, and I'm sure it will get publicized when the anniversary's here. I gotta um, give a shout out to my my girlfriend and my family, my immediate family, my mom and stepdad, and my little brother William and Martha, my girlfriend, because that's like all they heard about for like a month. That's like all I would talk <laughs> about at dinner. I'd just be like. I'd be like, yeah, and I'm learning this, and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you know, and, like, I'm a, and I'm allowed to do this with the license, but I can't do this with the license, and, you know? Like, so, like, it was, like, this, this crazy month of just being completely, hopefully, healthily obsessed. <laughs>
<laughs> but anyway, yeah, thank you to my immediate family and my amazing girlfriend for not um, telling me to shut up. Yeah. Before, before we uh, go to the end and start wrapping it up, I'm, I just want to say, uh, I, I, I know what, I know what I know what the fans and the family and the friends can do. Go to the websites, buy merch, uh, go to the National Independent Venue Association. Absolutely. Um, you know, check in on each other too. Like first and foremost, you know, check in yeah. on each other. Just drop each other a message, you know, and just be like, "Hey, how you doing? I haven't talked to you, you know, in a week." Or that's yeah, that's know. that's so easy for me. Um, uh, in regards to you. One of the cool things is we always talked and texted and, mm -hmm. but you know, since the pandemic has started, it's just like, you're, you're just one of my regular everyday kind of text message buddies, just like yeah. Clint, just like Clint is. We and, have the technology, um, man. We got to use it. You know, yeah. I, I urge people to do that, you know, and I, I actually told somebody the other day that like I was interested in hitting up somebody that I didn't have a good relationship with just to check on them because I wanted to like cross that bridge, you know, I thought that now might be a good time. So yeah. like, I kind of put that out into the universe the other day. I was like, maybe I should hit up some people that I didn't necessarily end our relationship on good terms or, mm. you know, and just maybe get that out of the way and, you know, have that, you know, clean slate. But I don't know. I think a yeah, lot of people it's... right now also just have to support local business too. They just have to support their economy. Uh, yeah. I know they can. I know that, I know that Sherry and I have, definitely we always kind of kind of have but not not on the level we should but we have worked very hard these last few months to support local people whether it's something with our car or um something around the house whatever um, yeah there's a lot of good that we can do right now guys everybody mm -hmm. knows this just a matter of doing it um uh, no, it's, that's great, man. It's just, it's good to hear that even though it's such a hard time for independent artists that you're finding things to get through it. Well, no, 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 not just to get through it, but, 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 but to be better for it. Right. We got to be better for this. You got to come out stronger. You know, if you, yeah. if you can come out stronger from this, you know, I think it was that driving and crying song scarred, but smarter, you know, like that's, that's kind of like the, the motto of 2020 almost scarred but smarter you know and yeah. maybe we'll have a better sense of togetherness maybe we'll be more aware and we'll have a better forum to talk about things that are going on and you know that's that's me in a totally optimistic mindset i've definitely had my moments of like oh this is really scary and everything and um for yeah. the people that are listening you know like that's totally normal that's totally normal yeah. you know you got to have you got to have those bad sunken in feelings. Like everything is going to end. I'm turned upside down. My life sucks. You have to feel that in order to really understand, you know, or, yeah. or to be able to chase happiness in an efficient way. Yeah. All right. I got, I got, a, I'm going to ask both of you this, this, this same question, Andrew, what's, what's a couple of things you're listening to right now that, that people, people need to be listening to. Can I give you three? Is that okay? At least, yeah, as much as you want. Okay, all right. Um, number one on the list, I'm going to say Future Birds. Oh. Um, yeah, it's funny because we actually, the last show that we played was in front of like a couple thousand college kids with Future Birds. This is the last show that we did before the shutdown. This was in Columbia, and it was a, it was a sight to see. But um, 
I've been listening to their album, uh, Teamwork. I think it came out like right as things hit the fan. Um, I think they were actually on tour. Yeah, they were on tour in Colorado and had to, they had to turn around. But um, so that album, Future Birds, um, and then I discovered a, a, an amazing woman that I am just absolutely in love with. I love you, Martha. Um, but her name is Nicole Atkins. And <laughs> um, she's a Jersey girl, just absolutely stunning uh, style, um, killer band, uh, Nicole Atkins. And then um, I would say after that, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kate, uh, Katie Pruitt? Is it Katie? Yeah, Katie Pruitt. And uh, she has a song out right now that's getting a lot of traction called uh, Expectations. And um, it sounds shockingly like uh, some old Fleetwood Mac, which is pretty cool. Oh, brother. And then, of course, uh, White Reaper. One of my, I, I think they're the greatest contemporary rock band on the planet right now. White Reaper. I think, um, and when I say contemporary, I mean uh, to come out and to have success within the past 10 years. Um, I think they were actually about to have a giant break before all this. They were supposed to go on tour with Pearl Jam and be direct yeah. support. Um, so uh, that would probably be, uh, and then like, you know, of course, Drive By Truckers, you know, Jason Isbell stuff, Rolling Stones. Um, I've gotten back into Leonard Skinner. I found a new, you know, appreciation for Leonard Skinner. Um, I love old Southern rock, you know, just as much as I love down and dirty grunge and punk rock and a little Nirvana here and there, uh, a little Pixies. Um, oh, Low Cut Connie. Oh, no. Yeah. There he is. <laughs> I, just, <Dippin'>. yeah. <laughs> I just showed yeah. my Nirvana shirt that I'm wearing right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got my that, son that shirt. Oh I yeah, wish you could still wear it. Oh yeah, that's it's one great. of those logos, man. You cannot, you cannot miss that logo. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's super recognizable. So great. Uh, yeah, man. A lot, yeah, of the, I think, a lot of the stuff you name there's, I, I, I know. Uh, I like the White Reaper pick because you're right; they were supposed to be bigger than the than than they are, and um, yeah, great band. Yeah, anybody that's I think her. I think they're gonna be totally fine. I think they're gonna be great. Um, I think they're gonna bounce right back, just like a lot of people. I mean, like you know, a, a lot of artists on the independent slash you know somewhat independent scale, they have no other choice but to bounce back because they've right. invested their whole entire, at least their whole entire adult life, into this, and they they quit jobs and lost jobs and lost girlfriends and lost boyfriends because of you know, yeah. their 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 music, but um. Anyway, yeah, I think that that's it. And also, uh, one more would be uh, the Greyhounds, and or actually two more: the Greyhounds and Theo Katzman. Theo Katzman, I think, is quite possibly my favorite pop rock writer, like contemporary pop rock writer. Um, he's an amazing guitar player, and his bass player is actually the bass player for Wolfpack. Oh God! Which is Joe Dart. Joe yeah, so, Dart. Probably amazing has moved, player. has moved into my top five bass players ever in the last couple yeah. of years. Conversation now. Joe Dart's amazing. So that's cool. Yeah. You should definitely check them out. I'll, I'll send you a link or two. But yeah, Theo Katzman, I was listening to that today. And then the Greyhounds have a uh, new album out as well. And they're just, uh, just so good. The drummer is one of the best drummers I've heard in a while. But cool. Clint, yeah. what are you listening to, man? Man, I, okay. That's School a hard is... act to follow, seriously. Because <laughs> I'm like scribbling down. Um, 
Well, what, one thing I'll, I'll say, it's, it's really awesome. And this, Rich and I were talking about, you know, you know, when you really love somebody's music and then you find out they're, oh man, they're actually a good person. It's like, it makes you feel even better about yourself and your personal choices. <laughs> That's how I feel about lo loving your music, Andrew. Uh, and, Clint, thank you, man. And one it's of the a things, pleasure to be able to, you know, talk like this. I wish we could do it in person, but this is, this is pretty damn great, man. Thank you. Yeah, this is what we get awesome. right now. But, you actually look like my mom's fiance and his name is Clint. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> you actually do. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Like no, a, a younger, just... a younger version of Clint, my, my stepdad. Yeah. Cool, man. You know, I'm just in here writing all this down. I'm like, dude, I've only heard of like, I've heard of white Reaper. I had heard them on uh, satellite radio. Might be Obviously, right. Maybe. I'm a big Isbel fan. Me too. Yeah. You, oh, you're, God, yeah. you're talking our language there. Oh but, man. I can't get enough of him. I was going like, to, I was going to go watch him with you this, this in September, Andrew. Oh yeah. He was supposed to. Okay. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I just brought yeah, it down. Sorry. Album fantastic. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that that yeah. is a great new album. Yeah. It's so good. Well, I mean, as a, as a dad having a daughter. Yeah. Uh, shit what's the name of that song it's the last song on the album what letting her go yes or let, yeah uh, i've let two go it's it's rough i freaking cried like a baby <laughs> i believe it man i can only imagine man that's oh, something that uh, i just want somebody to hold me yeah like in that fleetwood mac song that's exactly yeah hold me yeah. jason isabel hold me <laughs> Yes, I no, I, I totally feel you, man. There's there's an artist, I think it was I think it was like Father John Misty or Jim James, oh. one of those two. And they uh yeah, I think it was Father John Misty actually, and he he said something along the lines of one of his songs. It says, like, I, I want you to miss me like the way that Jason Isabel talks about a song or writes a song or something like that. Something along the lines of like how just a, a powerful yeah. his you know like his his emotion and songwriting is but yeah, yeah i can't i can't remember I respect both sorry of those artists and I, yeah before i get into my music I, I will tell you something about your music i'm a i'm a huge my morning jacket fan me too and something about your music reminds me of them it has some you know they they can go into a lot of different genres and just kind of meld yep. it especially the last couple albums it's oh, like I love the new one. Of, well, the the brand new one they did just kind of released. Yeah, the Waterfall Part Two. Climbing the ladder, man! Oh my God, yeah, I love that song. One. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the best live shows I've seen. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to follow this, but I'm just gonna sound <laughs> like I don't really have any new stuff to plug. But I I just delve back into stuff that it's out there for a long time that is kind of rediscover. So, mm -hmm. um, I don't know how, okay. Last podcast, we were talking about what books we're reading and I'm reading the, the Beatles. It's like the definitive Beatles biography tune in and rich start talking about Steve Lukather's, um, I guess it's autobiography or his biography. He's the, the guitarist from Toto. Okay. And um, major and studio played, guy. And, and, oh yeah, and he played for Steely Dan. He, you know, also that is correct. He played 
on some Steely Dan albums, or I know his bandmates did. Yes, they did first, you, and then he did. How do you spell his last name? Uh, L-U-K-A-T-H-E-R. Um, amazing Got guitar. It. Amazing guitar player. You'll you'll love it. So yeah. So when we start talking about that, he's talking about how great the book is, and I'm like, okay, I like Toto, but you know, I've never went back and listened to their first album. Oh my god! Before they were famous, I mean, it's the album that the the two hits off the album is "Georgie Porgie" (laughs) and "Hold the Line." Hold the line. That's Toto. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. They're so I thought disres- that was like Eddie Money or some shit. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're so disrespected that people don't even know. Yeah. Why? Uh, because know. because they were so polished in the studio, but that's another we're, podcast. because they were so damn good. <laughs> they really good. I mean, isn't the production on Africa just like absolutely fucking it's, amazing, though? It's okay. maybe perfect, Andy. It's, it's huge. Maybe perfect. <laughs> yeah, let me, let, let me just say this real, real fast, Clint. So Clint and I both love vinyl records, and... Every time I get a new turntable and upgrade my stuff, there's two records that I listen to because they're so they're so well produced. The first one is Steely Dan Asia. Asia. Yeah. The, the second one is Toto Four, and that's the one that has Rosanna and Africa on it. Yep. And there are major stadium acts that when yep. they when when the um, when the team sets up their PA, they use Rosanna. Right to dial the stuff in that's how great it is so right. anyway. that's saying something right there yeah yeah so yeah so you've been you, so, so you went back into toto i went back into toto but you know before i went into toto i was already delved back into the asia album Total. i am so into that album right now steely dan, love steely yeah. dan yeah i was just i mean uh, I'm sure you know a lot of the folks from Dirty Logic over there in Asheville, right? That's the name of the band. I do, yeah. The, the, um, the, the Steely Dan tribute over there? Yeah, the singer and I have actually done a show or two together. And then, of course, Alex and Kyle um, right. are the, the horn section that you hear on the Dynamo album. Um, right. Yeah, man. Uh, that's like a super group. I think the Brisa from Empire Strikes Grass is in there. And, oh, wow. Uh, God she knows is. who else. Yeah, she yeah. is. Maybe yes. Jesse Berry is in there as well. There's just some phenomenal acts in there, and they did the Hey COVID nineteen. Yes, <laughs> we talked about that on the last podcast. Yeah. I was telling the clans like, you got to check this out, man. It's a super I group. It it's like an Asheville super group. The only thing they're missing is Andrew Scotchy. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll share you that. I'll, I'll share that video with you, Clint, Dude, if you want. Yeah, it's it's, you it's hilarious. Any Walter Becker solo? Just just step in. Just the guy is that the guy that's this. on? like uh the uh reeling in the years like all that stuff oh, yeah. yes is that him yeah, yeah. that's okay. walter becker yeah because i've always had a mad respect for can't buy a thrill all the guitar work on can't <sighs> buy a thrill oh yeah i mean like i i've i've cried i've laughed i've just i've gone through all of it with that album yeah and, rest, rest um, in peace walter yeah. Yeah, the dirty work is such a great. I mean, yeah. dude, oh I my mean, god, Donald Fagan didn't even sing on that song. Nope. He's not the lead singer on it. No, yeah. But, God, it's such a great song. What else you listen yeah. to, man? Um, uh, give me a minute. It's uh, <laughs> some. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, You're like me, constantly listening to music. So well, that and before that, yeah, it's constantly. Um, 
before that, I was uh, where I was. I was reading the Beastie Boys book, and then then got distracted and started with the Beatles book. But I was listening to a lot of the Clash for a bit. Um, Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it right now. Um, you know, I'm kind of dancing back and forth on stuff, but yeah, just yeah. Getting into getting the Toto's catalog is a journey I'm taking right now. Oh, oh, I know the, another band that I'll say real quick that listed their album. Uh, you know, our friend Ernie. Uh, I forget the guy's name that's in the band, but the Gaslight Anthem. Gaslight Anthem. That I don't know familiar. when that album came out. Maybe the mid. No, it was like early 2000s, maybe. Um, yeah, I've got it on my list. I've not started yet. Go listen. I forget the name of the album. I'm sorry. These are terrible details. But the album, okay, I remember this about the album. He does a Tom Petty cover. Mm. He does my favorite Tom Petty song, which I understand you dabble in the tom petty andrew <laughs> yeah oh man. man you want to talk about some petty let's talk about some he yeah. released a new song today i think or they released a new song did they really today. okay it's called like angela or something like that oh wow cool let me see oh, man, oh, look it up right now that's awesome um yeah and it's the second one he released a um uh, he released one earlier during uh, you don't know how it feels which is a home recording mm. and it's really cool but yeah for, for people that are listening we actually know a whole entire tom petty tribute show so if you ever want to book us at as a tom petty or rats petty um you can do that <laughs> awesome. there you go that uh, was one it, of the funnest memories of 2019 actually yeah do, do you cover you got lucky uh, we don't. We do um, off that album. That, do we do? Really that song. Is that is that your favorite one? That is my favorite Tom. It's Petty. a good Dude, song. I think that's like uh, I think that's got to be top three for me, man. Just as far as the production. And yeah, it's so little, cool. The guitar yeah. solo, you know, like come on. Yeah, yeah, it's all good, man. I listen like a lot of uh, Damn the Torpedoes. I, uh, I mean, I just I have so many memories with that record and. Um, we actually used Damn the Torpedoes as a reference uh, whenever we did the Shakers for uh, the past couple tracks in the studio. And Eliza used to bust my balls for it because she's like, oh, we want some Shaker on this one so we can sound like Tom Petty. And I'm like, maybe. I'm like, I'm like yeah, maybe. Maybe we can put some Shaker on it. Listen, it was good enough for Ringo and the Beatles. How many Shakers they got shaker. on their song? Shakers are awesome, man. Shakers are great. I've literally handed my brother one of those egg shakers on songs. You know what I'm talking about? They're, it's just like a little yeah. egg. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, dude, we need some shaker. I need more shaker. I'm like Christopher Walken but with oh, the yeah. shaker. Got to have more shaker. I still want to jump on stage with you one day and do breakdown. Anytime, man. Maybe, Maybe we have an egg shaker, Andrew. Just let him do that. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you guys are doing Labor Day weekend, but I got something in the works that will probably be announced in like, I don't know oh, what, cool. what, what day is it. It'll probably be announced yeah. early next week. Breaking news. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't want to jinx it, but yeah, we, 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 we just got locked in our, on our end the other day and um, it's, it's, a, it's a solo show and everything, but it's, it's really close to where you live, Richie. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Congrats, um, man. That's awesome. 
it's cool it's going to be outdoors, socially distant. You know, it's going to be circles to where people can stand. Yeah. Um, you know, or, or dance, you know, within respect. And I, I made it very clear with the venue. I was like, signs need to be up. Um, I don't want to, you know, touch anybody, touch anything. I don't have to touch mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. Um, it's, and it, it's, it wasn't about me, you know, it wasn't all about me. It was, it was about the people, of course, but, um, yeah, I'm excited for that to be actually play in front of some people. And, and we, we may also be working may also be working on something in my backyard in the near future yes i want to do that and then man like i don't know like maybe maybe the first time the band gets to actually do like a big blowout show we could just have like a whole entire section at the end where we just invite our friends up like that would be cool yeah that that would be awesome that'd be great cool all right all right i'm gonna give you all a couple of things to listen to and then we'll start wrapping up but um Actually, actually, I just recently introduced Clint and our buddy Ernie that we text daily with. That's how we get through our work days, texting each other. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of Bob James. He's a, a jazz keyboard player, kind of jazz fusion, came along in the 70s. Um, uh, you will probably actually recognize some of his music because it's been used in lots of commercials, lots of hip-hop samples, things like that. But yeah, check out Bob James. Um, I knew who he was, but never listened. And I finally started going through a box of records that I've not cataloged yet and found a bunch. Really, He's good. a piano player? Yeah, really amazing. He's another one of those guys that's played on lots of records too, even though he's a jazz fusion guy. So yeah, check out Bob James. And then the other thing I've been doing is sort of a going back, but really not even that because – I'm, I'm, I'm going through the moody blues catalog right now. Oh, um, nice. I remember the stuff from the eighties cause my mom was buying those albums, but I've gone back, you know, they almost go back to the Beatles and yeah, they do. And, um, wow. yeah, you know, Paul McCartney, uh, grabbed the guitar player and when he formed wings and all that kind of thing. But so, yeah, so yeah. So the moody blues, um, great music, man. It is so good. So that's just a couple that I got that, yeah, people really, really ought to check it out because um, they're not somebody that people go back to and they probably should. Mm-hmm. So cool, man. I like, uh, thank you guys. Like I've taken so many notes. Um, this is one of my favorite parts of doing the podcast, talking to people and what are you listening to? We got that's, homework to do. Yeah, do. man. I mean, you could, you can never listen to too much music. Rock and roll will set your soul free, right? Amen, man. Amen. That's one of the greatest things about an Andrew Scotchy show is, you know, you're going to get that song and it never gets old. (laughs) By the time we have all partied together and enjoyed music and just all the interaction. uh, If you've ever been to uh, an Andrew and the River Rats show, you know that you've got to hear that because it ties it all together because it's true. It's a good, it's a good finale most of the time. And oh yeah, it's a good, it's, it's a good release, man. I, I miss that very much. It's so uh, great. Yeah. So, so great. All it right. It will come go- back. It will. We're going to, yeah. we're going to wrap up, but before we do, what do you have coming up right now, Andrew, in the next, I know you've got at least something. Is it next week or the week? I've got a live stream. Um, I'm not sure when this will air. Um, I've got a live stream. With uh, Leaf, Lake Eden uh, Arts Festival, uh, the 13th, uh, next Thursday, 7 p.m. 
And then um, right now we're, we're really encouraging people to help us spread the word about private, super safe, um, small backyard gatherings that we can come and play. Yep. Um, and obviously to support, you know, music venues, your community, any way you can check in with people. And then also just, you know, support local businesses. Um, merchandise goes a long way right now. We got, we got that new shipment of shirts. Um, they're waiting on the two X and the three X sizes to come in. But, um, you know, I, I have a really good time with merchandise. I, I, I design almost all of it myself and, um, I really like to uh, come up with new things for people, you know, to sport. So people want to support in that way because it goes a long way. Um, and, you know, of course, I'll keep everyone up to date on live streams and going to be doing a few more behind the song videos for the album. Um, one with fear mongers and then uh, the title track, everyone everywhere. So I'm going to be diving in a little deeper on like a video with those and talking about you know, some of the production and the story behind the songs and, all that and yeah i encourage people if they want us you know if they're listening to this and uh they they want to have a rock and roll band in their <laughs> in their neighborhood to hit us up because we're uh we're willing you know and uh we want to do as much as we uh safely can and uh, what's best you know for the band and our fans health and um trying to trying to figure out if we can do some kind of drive-in show something like that to where people yeah. can have their own little hub, you know, and then like, you know, have the stage in the distance and not, not feel, um, or, or, or to where they can feel a little closer than the live streams. But I'm, I'm, I'm overall just thankful for everyone that's tuned in and followed, got merchandise and, um, supported any way they can, because, uh, that's, I've, yeah, I'm, I'm extremely thankful and I'm blown away. And there's been days where I just tear up thinking about it. Um, and I, I thank you guys too. Thank you so much for having yeah, me on. And I'm, yeah. Thank you. Thank you too. Clint, any final thoughts? Uh, it's been, uh, this has been a real joy and pleasure to talk Same to here, you. Same here, man. Um, I got to get to one of these shows, man. I'm going to have to <laughs> jump in the car you're not that far away, man. I'm really well, I mean, not. Six hours up there. Just oh, I mean, down. like we're gonna end up near you eventually. Right. Like, it's, yeah. it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Uh, start, start, awesome. start scouting venues there, Clint. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Columbus has a really good. Uh, oh, I hear they have a great live music scene. I haven't got and to. How far are you from it. Columbus or uh, from Columbus? Well, I'm in. Uh, oh, wait, well, uh, you're in Columbus. Basically. Yeah, I'm in the city yeah, of yeah, Oregon. Yeah. Right. Which is kind right, of like right. a northern suburb of Columbus. Right. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm right um, here, man. Yeah, I've got family in Youngstown, Ohio. Um, okay. That I believe still live there. I'm I'm sure that's probably not close or anything like that. I think that. I'm horrible uh, with geography. You can ask the band. I actually <laughs> I've gotten this lost several times. So um, yeah. Well, Columbus really is defined because you just get on Interstate 26. Just go. And it becomes Highway 23, and you stay on Highway 23. Yeah. In fact, Highway 23 runs right outside my house here. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, well, I mean, dude, we'll end up there eventually, and or we'll end up at, like, you know, some city close by or maybe even a festival or something. Well, if it's Cincinnati, um, I got family in Cincinnati, or my wife does, so we'll just drive there. See that's, been, that's, been on a, uh, that's been on the list as well um we we know of a few venues there but yeah i'm hoping man i'm hoping that sooner or later we can 
get back to doing that thing. <laughs> That'd be nice. I love it, man. Um, no, I, I, I echo your thoughts, Clint. This has been a real joy. I love both of you guys so much. You're, I love y'all, man. Thank you're you. two of my best friends in the world. And I'm so glad we finally got to get together to do this. Um, all you out there listening, check out Andrew and the River Rats. Look up their music. I mean, you've got the new stuff, everyone everywhere. There's Family Dynamo. We all stay hungry. He's on Spotify. Easy to find on the web, on Facebook, on Instagram. It's it's all out there. Just 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 go out and find him. Listen to the music. Buy some merch. Support your local venues. Um, if you love music, it's time for all of us who love it to put our literally put our money where our mouth is, mm-hmm. and 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 make sure um, that we're taking care of the people who are adding not just adding great music to our lives but stories along with the music it's so important and uh, again thank you guys uh, thank this you is, this has been so awesome and i'll sign off the way i always do peace and love